Hey, welcome everybody. This is Ramley John from ProductLed, and I'm super excited to chat with Fang Lin and Tatiana. We're going to be talking about acquisition and retention, marketing alignment, and they're both from MongoDB. How are you both doing? How are things with you? Good, good. Doing well. I was good. Thank you. Yeah, I'm super excited. This is a really, really relevant topic, especially for product-led companies. I think often acquisition and retention teams don't talk to each other. So this is really going to be a really interesting topic for a lot of folks that are tuning in. Before we get started, can you both start off by giving a little bit of introduction in your background for both of you and your role at MongoDB? I can go first. Tatiana, I joined uh, MongoDB over four years ago. It was back to pre-IPO time, so it's been a really fun journey. Uh, the company evolved a lot, teams grew on product and marketing side. I specifically focus on the acquisition side of the business and also specifically on the self-serve side of the business. So my team covers all the paid and organic programs. Prior to Mongo, I was a trust pilot, which is a Danish company review platform company. And prior to Trustpilot, I was in e-commerce and media agencies. So I, I haven't been at MongoDB as long as Tatiana. Um, so my name is Fenglin Wu. I joined Mongo just, uh, less than a year ago as a director of retention marketing. So my team is primarily focused on thinking through a developer's journey post-registration. Our goal is typically to activate, re-engage, um, and also resurrect our users. Prior to MongoDB, I spent about five years in tech startups, including companies like Datadog and DigitalOcean, helping them to build marketing ops and lifecycle marketing teams. And before tech startup, I started my career actually in demand gen within digital marketing. Let's go. I'm glad to have both of you. And this is going to be really fascinating having this two realm uh, kind of talk to each other. To get started, one of the biggest issues that happens, and I mentioned this earlier, is like people drop the ball from acquisition to activation or retention. For MongoDB, you know, with the self-serve funnel, when does acquisition and where does retention end? And how do you make sure that that ball doesn't get dropped in between that two? Yeah, I can take it. And Tatiana, let me know if I'm missing anything. So the way Tatiana and I think about our role is Tatiana is primarily focused on bringing in as much registrations, like quality registrations as possible from top of funnel. And that's kind of where sometimes we'll think about that's where her role ends. And my role kind of starts at once someone registers for a MongoDB account, like how are we thinking about their experience within our product? However, with that said, we both look at the bottom of the funnel. Like we will both look at how our users are converting and how many like paying customers we're ultimately generating. And just to add to what Fulin said, it's officially how we sort of divide our responsibilities. But in reality, we try to work super closely and our teams work very closely. The transition process from acquisition and retention is continuously evolving. We continuously refine it because there's a lot of, as business grows, there are a lot of things that we just simply cannot plan or predict. So we we don't approach it as, a, you know, the process at its stone. It continuously evolves. We continuously, we created the feedback loop from the acquisition to retention, and we want to make sure that Fundlin and her team have all the possible context about the prospects mm-hmm. we're bringing in, campaigns we're running, content we're building. 
making sure that you know her team knows exactly where these prospects are coming from and they created seamless experience for them. Makes a lot of sense. There were so many follow-up questions to that. One of them is you mentioned quality signups. How do you measure that? And do you have a concept of a PQL or product qualified lead at MongoDB? Or do you call it something else like tier one leads or high quality? Like how do you measure quality yes. signups? So generally speaking, and from the acquisition standpoint, we definitely have PQL definition. And essentially that comes down to users who already have an account and they perform specific actions. So it's an AI-driven model and lead scoring that defines it PQL. From the acquisition standpoint, we typically use terms like high intent and low intent. So users who are familiar with Mongo and familiar with Atlas, we define them as more like a high intent leads and high intent PQL leads. And the users who may not be familiar with MongoDB Atlas, but may be familiar with Mongo or not even familiar with Mongo, we'll typically label them low intent. And the journey, we try to build the different journeys for each segment. And that's where Funlin and her team develop a customized journey for those two segments. Yeah, so to her point about like the high intent, low intent, we look at them generally speaking by like conversion, right? So what is like every segment's like conversion rate from registration down to when they, if they ultimately become a customer or like an actual user of our product. We do know what our conversion rates are by different channels, by different segmentations. We do look at a bunch of different segmentations and based off of that, my team does try to build a lot of different experiences based off of what we think your intent is and also based off of whether or not you're a low or high intent. So for example, if we think you're a low intent user, we might try to engage with you more, right? Or we might try to educate you more on our product to kind of help you grow and understand what MongoDB does and what the value is of using us. That makes a lot of sense. And I think part of it is making sure, like you mentioned it before, working closely together. How often are you both meeting are you meeting on a weekly basis? Is there a specific cadence to make sure you're checking up? Like, oh, we're, we're this week we have good high intent signups and next week it's like, oh, no, we didn't get high intent uh, signups. What are we going to do about it together as uh, acquisition retention? Yeah, Tatian and I meet weekly. So we have like weekly one-on-ones between the two of us where we'll kind of walk through what we're focused on for the next quarter or even like what we're currently working on so that we are staying aligned. On top of that, We have a broader self-serve team within the company, and that encompasses a bunch of different teams that is helping to grow our product-led growth strategy, right? And that team meets once a week. And then the other thing I would say that's very helpful that Tatiana and I started doing this year is we actually built a joint strategy for the coming year. And I think this does make it a little different. And this is where I feel like acquisition retention alignment is key is our strategy is fully aligned going into this new year. So we both have the same goals. We both know what our conversion rate has to be. We both know what our registration targets are. What is our paying customer targets, right? Like we're fully aligned and the initiatives that we have laid out for the next four quarters is built together so that we are almost like launching the same initiatives at the same time so that we can really optimize like all the the impact we're trying to make. That makes a lot of sense. So doing that, you're on the same team, right? The problem that could happen is like your goal is signups. 
I'm retention, our goal is conversion. In this case, like, is that what your end goal is? Like making sure that both the acquisition, not just the two of you, but the teams, the acquisition team members and the retention team members are thinking as one. Yeah, yeah, we do sit under the same team. We've probably should have said that earlier, but we sit under like a team called the growth marketing team. So yeah, Tatiana and I do sit under the same team, but the broader self-serve team may roll into different departments. And that's the team that also meets on a weekly basis. And so I'm probably getting ahead of myself, but are you then measuring the two teams with the same metric or same OKR, or do you have the same success metric or do you have different OKRs? It's essentially the same success metric. I mean, if you zoom out and look at the overall growth marketing goals and self-serve, it all comes down to the same success metric, paying customers. However, we almost like have a different tiers of metrics. I can directly on the acquisition side influence, for example, the paying customers by running very targeted and building targeted programs and knowing how those programs perform. I give all this context and all this information and data to Funlin and her team so they can match the activities to the top of the funnel, for example. So the overall experience that stays consistent we don't think in silos because from my experience, I've seen a lot of times teams would be thinking and operating in silos in, in a very disconnected manner. And it becomes very difficult to bridge the gap between two different functions versus what Fulin mentioned earlier, having the holistic strategy and basically being bought in from the beginning and accountable from the beginning for the entire funnel. That's what sort of like consistency across the teams. So essentially, the, again, the final metric is the same for all of us, but on a day-to-day, we look at different sets of metrics to ensure that we hit the main metric. Yeah, and as a growth marketing team, we do work off of OKRs. So to Tatiana's point, we share the same big goal, but it obviously drills down into different metrics, and that's where we have different ownership of the metrics. And our OKRs is essentially trying to get us to hit those smaller metrics that will then generate what the whatever the company goals is for us. So we have quarterly OKR planning where we have an idea for each team what we want to hit. And then we'll write down all the initiatives that we are working on in this quarter that is going to drive that those success metrics. But it is a system that at least it was implemented what by the time I joined MongoDB, but I think it does help us stay focused on our task. That makes a lot of sense. I want to go back to, you, you talked about weekly meetings and having shared goals. What are some other examples of both of you have done to ensure that the alignment with the two teams remains so that, you know, maybe a few months later, it's like, oh, all of a sudden, like now it's the right hand talking to the left hand and both hands don't know what they're doing. What are some steps or systems you've put into place to make sure that both of you stay aligned? I will say, besides like our me and Tatiana's like regular weekly meetings, some of the other stuff that I would say we do is we do have a marketing advisor that MongoDB uses. And our marketing advisor is very helpful in the sense that she'll also make sure that Tatiana and I are also aligned, right? So she sees it from a bird's eye view and will tell us sometimes, like if we're not work collaborating well enough. So I do like having an advisor there just to give us like feedback in terms of how much better we can be more aligned. 
I will say this idea of like acquisition being aligned to retention is also pretty new to me because in the past companies I've worked for, that wasn't always the case either. So in that sense, I do like how at MongoDB, we do put a very strong emphasis that everyone is tied to the same end goal. A few other things I would say is Tatiana and I will, and I will like sometimes share articles that we read. Like if we find good articles or good resources, good courses, like we've both taken like the Reforge program, for example, like we will share it with each other and we'll kind of use our one-on-ones to talk through what we've seen other companies do that has led to success between the two teams. And just to add also a couple of points, one of the things that I also found helpful that's a bit more tactical, I would say reporting piece, just look at the overall funnel and we work with very closely with analytics team to basically look at the overall funnel and just to see how, like, if we miss our goal or if something is, like, doesn't seem, you know, right. So we identify those points and we try to drill down to understand what's driving that. Is it something that happened on the acquisition side, on the retention side? Just, again, going back to this consistent communication, but also, like, holistic reporting, it definitely you know, it gives you like a full perspective on what's going on in the funnel and what might be needs to be addressed potentially. It makes a lot of sense. And I'm curious, and you might not be able to give specific numbers, but you know, since the two of you have been working together, is there anything you can brag about in terms of like, you know, any achievements or anything that has resulted in like, I want to show to the product like community that this is important. Is there anything that you can say, hey, here's the result of us working together? Yeah, that's a great question. Tatiana, I might bounce it back to you since you've been at Mongo longer to know pre and post, I guess. But I would say this might be more anecdotally speaking, but MongoDB is a public company. So I feel like these things are visible, but I do think our Atlas product growing a lot is kind of a statement in itself that what we're doing is right. Like we're on the right track in terms of like how we're working together and what we're doing together. And what we have set for next year is also very aggressive. And I feel like because I haven't been here for a full year, I do think if we're able to hit those goals next year, I also think that will be a testament itself to whether or not our joint collaboration is working. Just to echo what Glenn said, I do think that our team truly has a growth mindset, even though everything looks like a success and the product is growing and we're hitting our goals, but it's not as easy as it seems like when it comes to the actual day-to-day there's a lot of ups and downs and I think our team is seems very resilient and also have very growth strong growth mindset we always hungry to learn we always try to test new things do new things so we don't just latch to some sort of like a industry best practices and that's it that's all we know we continuously challenge ourselves so I think in that sense like our culture, our team culture is, is very strong. And I think it's, it's a big contributor to the business growth in general. Makes a lot of sense. And, you know, as I start wrapping up, you know, we've been talking a lot about acquisition and retention. Are there any other teams that you work with closely to make sure that the product like growth is really successful? Yeah, I can start with like the teams I work closely with. So I work very closely with the customer success team. I ultimately think of retention as the marketing side of customer success, right? Because both teams are focused on users who've already came into the product. So I do work with the customer success team to get their feedback because they have the best qualitative feedback in terms of 
what do our customers really think about our product? What do they like? What do they not like? What are the roadblocks? So I do have a very close relationship with them. The other team I also work closely with is the product team. And Tatiana is probably similar, but product team is also very crucial for a product-led strategy, right? It's important for us to stay in the know about what are product changes that are coming? What are the product team thing within like the changes that they're making in the UX, right? Like what is working and what isn't working? And I would say the probably the third team I work the closest with is product marketing team. I work with them mostly really to understand when I'm thinking about retention marketing strategies, like how should I be thinking about use cases? Like how do I think about a user's value proposition? How do I think about building different use cases? And product marketers are probably in that sense, like the most valuable to my team. And on my side, I would say product marketing is definitely one of the key partners. They basically set the tone and messaging and value propositions, which is a key across all the channels, across all programs. But in terms of super close partnerships, I would name content team, especially for organic growth. That's the key partner. And operations. A lot of it comes down to, again, tracking, reporting, analyzing. So analytics and operations team have been very close partner to our team. Makes a lot of sense. And just one final question. If you had any, like one or two tips or however many tips you would have for product-led companies or teams in in product-led organizations right now about anything that we've talked about, what would be those few pieces of advice you'd like to share? Maybe for me, there's like three things I can think of. So one is Obviously, Tatiana and I are having this conversation because we truly believe in acquisition retention alignment. And I think one thing that companies have to keep in mind is for a user's perspective, it's one company and one product. So if any teams are disjointed within the product-led strategy, it will show when a user is using your product. And I do think this is why it's very important for as much alignment as possible, right? And that alignment should extend beyond just acquisition and retention teams. But the second piece of advice I would say is, I do think product-led growth is starting to become a very, very big topic, and there are more and more articles out there about it. So even just taking courses on it, reading up on it, joining Slack groups, like I know that product-led has a Slack group, right? And I think just using those resources is really helpful. And I would say maybe the last one I would say is just it's important to be very aligned with the product team and knowing exactly what changes are coming, really just understanding what product changes are coming and also just knowing your product as much as you can. Because ultimately, the best marketers are the ones who can really promote their product to users. And just to echo what Lynn said, again, I would also say that thinking about customer first customer experience user journey is crucial and building strategy and initiatives around it is really important which obviously means that you should know your customer really well and your product really well and i think customer surveys or prospect service is underrated not be afraid to reaching out to your prospects and customers to understand their mindset what they're thinking what their needs are how they find your product is really, really beneficial. We found a lot of interesting insights, but just simply running a bunch of surveys, talking to customers. And secondly, I would say it's not about that perfect state of things. I think perfection is also a bit overrated. It's about just uh, 
being a little bit scrappy at times and just, you know, learn as fast as you can. But it's all about essentially making progress. Thank you for sharing that from the both of you. And one, just one final question. I, I promise it's the last one. Where can people find out more about you? What is your call to action to the, to the people who are tuning in right now? Do you want them to follow you on Twitter, check out your blog? And where can people find out more about MongoDB if they're interested about it? Yeah. So you can go to mongodb.com just to learn more about the company. And you can follow me on LinkedIn. I can try to share it somehow, uh, my LinkedIn profile, but my name is pretty unique in itself. So I would say it should be pretty easy to find. Same here, LinkedIn and mongodb.com. <laughs> Will do. We'll make sure to add those links in the summit and also the podcast. Thank you so much for both of your time. I appreciate it. Yeah, thank you so much. Thank you.